0: Hello Stargazers, welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that's astrological or any topic that's related to relationships and romance. I investigate under the lens of synastry astrology, otherwise known as love or relationship astrology. I am your host, Sandra Misak, and I'm so glad that you guys have actually joined me today. So I do have to say once again my apologies for not being around on Monday, I came down with a massive form of the crud. Um, it is so not fun. Whatever's going around out there, stargazers, it is so not fun. Um, in fact, I feel like I'm still getting over it. But it just it just hit the lower respiratory region. So definitely be careful. Um, if you have like airborne, um, kick ass immune, emergency. Definitely, I would just I would recommend maybe taking it for like just preventative measures uh, just to be on the safe side, since this is something that's just been abounding and going around everywhere. And, you know, I I would love for every everybody to be their best and not have to deal with, you know, illness or sickness and just be, you know, at your best and at your most healthiest. So that's why I just say take as many preventative measures as you possibly can. Um, I also recommend Lung Tonic. Uh, It's actually found at many major, um, you know, alternative health stores, such as like uh, Natural Grocers, I think. Not, yeah, I would say it's just Natural Grocers at this point. Um, But that's been helping me through. And it's also been helping me to breathe, which is kind of nice for a change. But enough about me. Um, This week's episode, I think you all are going to like this. I deliberately waited because obviously today is Valentine's Day. So my Valentine's to you, especially to all you Aquarians out there, is the chart of the moment Aquarius edition. And just to see like what the chart of the moment is saying um, and relating to us right now when it comes to relationships. Now, I do have to give a little bit of a warning here. The last time that I did see the chart of the moment was about last week, and I rehearsed all of that. I rehearsed the chart of the moment from last week from what I had seen. Unfortunately, um, Mercury is not the only trickster planet that's out there. There's Mars, and yeah, definitely Mercury is up there too, and they both moved. So with that portion of this reading, I'm going to be doing a little bit of what you might have felt then and what you might be feeling now. So um, definitely, I hope that um, it's a great comparison for you and that it's very informative and very helpful and yet also entertaining um, for everybody as well. So without further ado, the sun is still in Aquarius, just like the last time that I had checked. So that's always really great. And the themes for this month that we're going to be taking a look at. So it's very different from Capricorn. And uh, actually last week when I was um, rehearsing and also looking at the chart of the moment, you know, actually Mercury and Mars were both in Aquarius along with Venus. So we did have that very heavy, um, or not Cancerian, Capricornian vibe. Um, so there was a lot of, um, individuals who are looking towards achieving success, especially within work, um, the work realms within business and really, um, manifesting as much as they possibly could. I'd say that in the form of relationships, these last couple of weeks, you guys may have been feeling kind of this contradictory shift that while we're, um, the sun is in Aquarius and the focus is really on independence and, you know, really, you know, being there for the, the humanity of all, but really being your own independent self with your own viewpoints um, and having those viewpoints respected and having that um, independence respected as well. There was that focus on being faithful and having a relationship that is forever with that heavy Capricorn vibe. And actually um, within this last week, Um, It wasn't just in Capricorn. It was also um, we had a heavy Earth vibe as well, too, with uh, uh, Jupiter and uh, Uranus being in Taurus at this point. Sorry, a little shaky there. I was about ready to have that coughing attack. It's just lovely. Um, But, yeah, with that heavy Earth vibe, um, we also were kind of focused on, Again, relationships being forever, you know, having um, relationships or relations that would stand the test of time and really, um, you know, where something where we can be faithful for a long time, you know, um, having those relationships where we can grow old with someone and have that be the focus. Now, while everything has shifted now into Aquarius, um, I did say that um, within the last two weeks that um, when it comes to contradictory semi-squared aspects, there are some things that can still work um, within this sort of pairing. So, I have the Sun and Aquarius, Sun and Pluto actually in Aquarius, and then most of the planets in Capricorn um, these last couple of weeks. You know, in order to have someone respect your independence, and or in order to have somebody also respect your unique points of view, um, as indicated by Aquarius, that, and also to um, have, you know, indicated by the eleventh house, which Aquarius rules, as well as some first house themes, that could actually help to build a great relationship for the long term. That's the focus of Capricorn. Um, and you know, the, the 11th house, you know, being this, this is kind of more of a time where again, kind of like with Sagittarius, kind of like with last month and also the month before there's still that shift of everyone wants to be on a platonic level. You know, actually that was at least within the last couple of weeks, you know, being on a platonic level, um, relating a little more deeply and not really rushing it through. So it is kind of bad news for those who want to rush to the altar, want to get married, want to have those kids, want to have those babies. You know, right now what you might be facing if you are one of those individuals, you know, you might have been facing two weeks of some disappointment um, because there are individuals who still want to be platonic. And, you know, to honor that Aquarian energy, you know, Aquarians love to um, have some distance, they love to have some wiggle room in all of their relationships. And um, that's really what we're predominantly seeing. So I think really in order to um, move forward and look for forever, we really have to take it slowly and appreciate the independence and also our unique perspectives on life. You know, it's not just if your partner looks perfect or if they could be a good wife or a good husband or a good mother or a good father to your your future children. Um, it's really also more about, you know, they have some quirky viewpoints about the world. They have some really interesting viewpoints about this restaurant or they just have some very interesting viewpoints how to really appreciate those viewpoints and not just the surface level within the relationships. And I think that in turn, when you kind of take the full picture of the relationship, that can actually last, that can go the long-term and that can actually be the forever of this re- of this relationship. Now, that was the last two weeks between Capricorn and Aquarius. Right now, like I said, Mercury and Mars just had to move <laughs> as always just had to move when I least expected. It. So I just feel like I'm in the, it, this could be the opposition in my chart because I have my ascendant and son in Leo. I just feel like I've been in the wrong place at the wrong time in all the wrong situations. And like I said, it just could be that opposition that's going on right now. Um, Aquarius is very opposite to Leo Leo's expectations and I just feel like this chart is just kind of reflects that it's like yeah Just when you think you got everything pegged down in those So but with that said for this current week As i'm trying to fight for my voice here. So sorry So the sun is not the only planet that's in aquarius. We do now have a heavy aquarian energy. That's been a shift and um it's not just the sun. Uh, we do have, you know, like I mentioned, Mercury um, and Mars, as well as the Pluto shift. So Pluto um, within this month has actually shifted from Capricorn to Aquarius, um, marking a new age. We'll be getting into that as to how that affects relationships and what to expect at, um, in just a moment. I think that this is a kind of a, a, you know, kind of a tense, but yet kind of an exciting time as well, too. Kind of uh, similar to an eclipse, uh, very much so. The energy that you feel during an eclipse. Um, so it'll just be a very, very interesting couple of moments, but we have that heavy Aquarian energy. And I think um, now it's really instead of focusing on that shift for t- forever. Now with relationships, it's going to be um, really respecting. So with, um, you know, Mercury in Aquarius, really respecting the opinions and really respecting the thought process of your partner. Um, expect, you know, really respecting the drive, which is now different. Um, the drive um, this last, the last two weeks was to really make sure that we are you know, abundant, or that we're, we're kind of rethinking abundance if we were thinking too much about money or really kind of making the money happen, the money kind of flow. This week, um, unfortunately, it's shifted towards, I'm kind of noticing um, a little more of a shift towards independence and also towards maybe um, even shifting our mindset and our goals towards the betterment of man. And also of women, um, you know, maybe instead of relying on politicians to do everything for us to actually um, better the environment or better the, you know, society or better, you know, do things that, you know, like contribute to things that um, presidential candidates normally argue over, but contributing to them on your own and making the world a better place for you at least. And I think that that shift really with Mars, it's going to be kind of interesting because I think there's going to be also even an outlook towards, you know, well, it might be kind of distant, you know, kind of a distant gaze on this one. Try to look out for others as well, not just for yourself, but maybe the things that you do can help others as well. You know, like an example, um, you know, something I'm going undergoing uh, right now is really doing my best to help the environment and really, um, you know, kind of like turn off the lights, conserve energy so that it's not taking up more of a power plant. XL energy still uses a power plant that's coal run. So in order to minimize the greenhouse gas effect, use less energy as much as I possibly can. Like if I'm out of the room, turn off all the appliances that are in there, um, you know, instead of, Instead of throwing out uh, chickens or like kitchen scraps, sorry, not chicken scraps, kitchen scraps, um, try to compost them. I'm actually even thinking about riding my bike to work as opposed to taking my car. But doing these little things not only can benefit me and help me to feel like I have a greener footprint, but it can help inspire others to also leave less of a carbon footprint, a better, more of a greener footprint. And really, you know, all of our actions put together can help make the world a better place is what I'm kind of seeing with Aquarius as well. But I also see within relationships, you know, um, really feeling motivated towards helping, not only helping others and helping the world, but also feeling more motivated in maybe respecting those differences of opinion and also the independence that is Aquarius. And maybe, like I said, kind of fueling, I think this will be, um, you know, Mars and Aquarius is going to be an interesting time, but also really great for relationships and fueling kind of the focus. Instead of like um, having the focus be totally on you and totally on just fidelity, um, the focus is also going to be towards outside of you, you know, that Aquarian energy being, you know, towards humanity, towards between two people. And I think that um, you can actually have an easier time right now to find that faithfulness and to find, you know, beauty in those quirks that your partner is displaying and the little things that we don't notice in the full picture of love, which is also very Aquarian and really um, finding that, you know, you'll have more of an extra drive to find appreciation in those little things, you know, those little quirks um different views on life um different i think everyone's going to have a unique um perspective and a very unique um outlook on life right now there's a lot going on um so i think really appreciating that and really respecting that with other people and do i think really having more of a, a goal to try to respect one another um, I think is going to be more of the emphasis this couple you know, within these next weeks until we at least go into Pisces. I also would not be surprised if Mercury and Mars will hang back in Aquarius as we move into Pisces for next month. I would not also be surprised if Venus decides to move from she is now in Capricorn at this point, but I would not be surprised if she moves also into Aquarius um, during Pisces season as well. So this um, independent vibe and, you know, looking out for one another is not going to stop. And I think it's going to be a very unique time um, relationship wise. And I think it's it's going to it's going to be a hopeful time even though it's completely opposite my moon and Ascendant, I think a very helpful time will be coming, even though it seems like it's kind of at a rocky, you know, rocky point right now. It seems like everything's kind of topsy-turvy. And again, I feel like that's that Aquarian energy coming out to play as well, too. Just Things are, are looking a little bit more eccentric and topsy-turvy than they normally look um, at other times. Now, like clockwork, So Saturn, Jupiter, Uranus, Pluto, actually, I did mention the shift in Pluto, but Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, Jupiter, they're all sitting pretty where they normally do. So they haven't shifted. No, not at all. It's just all the personal planets that had to shift, but hey, that's okay. Um, but uh, with last week, what I did note was that there were several occurrences that we did, definitely did feel. First off, more of an impassioned energy. And that was due to the fact that Mars was actually close to it was not really conjunct. It was close to being conjunct Venus. So they you know, were still kind of, you know, just kind of hanging out in their own space within Capricorn but there's, I still feel like their energy is still kind of rubbed off a little bit. Uh, normally with um, Venus and Mars, whenever they're even just closer together, I feel like the sexual vibe rises big time. Now, I know there's a lot of different astrologers who have a lot of different viewpoints. I know like one of my astrology teachers had mentioned, it's like, oh yeah, you know, Mars conjunct Venus, that's usually sex addicts behavior are us. Or she normally would say that if somebody had that in their natal chart, that would be, you know, indicative of a sex addict. I'm not so sure about that because Sting has something that's kind of similar in his chart. And he learned how to recover um, from that. And he actually has, a, he seems like he's very deeply loving to Trudy Styler. So I feel like when you take that, the sex addict, then you're kind of... Um, you're just kind of, you know, minimizing the full potential of Venus and Mars together. I kind of feel, um, you know, that's basically a good equation between feminine and masculine energies. The sexual chemistry and passion and also chemistry too was very high these last two weeks. I think our heads, all of our heads were kind of between the sheets. We're kind of, you know, gearing up for... Um, You know, really like kind of forming together or uniting together as we see with the lovers card in tarot. And, um, I mean, really so much so that I was almost like, wow, this is like perfect for Valentine's Day. What a great, perfect Valentine's Day message. Um, with that said though, um, being in Capricorn, I really felt like the sexual energy, the higher sexual energy was actually toned down quite considerably. To where, um, again, it was really how sex can achieve more of, um, of intimacy in the relationship. How it can, like, spike and how it can ignite intimacy. Not that sex is everything, um, but, you know, like, heightened intimacy in a relationship as well, too. And how sex could, you know, help two lovers to not only unite, but to grow closer together and really to kind of form bonds together. And not just have it be the wild romp in the hay or the wild romp between the sheets. So that was like the last couple of weeks. Now um, Venus and Mars have parted. Actually, it was Mars who parted Venus this time. So um, and back into Aquarius, as I mentioned, back into Aquarius. But with Mars and Aquarius, as I've mentioned, I think that's going to go from you know, wanting intimacy now to just really kind of going back to a platonic sort of relationship at this time. You know, really getting to know each other distantly, really kind of being more ignited with humanitarian causes and really being more ignited with being humanitarian in the relationship and being just kind of being there in the relationship as much as possible. Uh, with Mercury, it was... Um, in like 29 degrees Capricorn, um, within the last week that I had um, seen it, it has actually grown kind of closer and closer to Aquarius. Um, but yeah, with uh, you know Mercury being in Aquarius right now, that high Aquarian energy, we're really kind of focusing more. You know, our our thoughts are also kind of focusing more on philanthropic, humanitarian causes as well as um, how to be our own independent self in the relationship. In some ways, I kind of feel like along with the 11th house themes of being platonic, there's also first house themes that are being wrestled with uh, within relationships, how to be you, um, how to balance your independence, your needs, your wants, and the whole of you with the other person that you're sitting across from. Or with the other person that you are united with as well too, but uh, a couple of transits I'd seen um, last two weeks. So with um, Mars um, and Venus, they were actually trying Uranus these last two weeks. So really, when it came down to person, you know, um, actually I think it was uh, Astrology King had mentioned personal hobbies, personal goals were really heightened, um, at this time, you know, a need for beauty, um, was really heightened at this time. And then also a drive to succeed was heightened at this time as well. I think a lot of, with the intimacy, there was some room for experimentation, um, and really like heavy forms of dynamism, um, when it came to intimacy, Now, um, so Venus is still in a good relationship with, uh, Uranus right now. So, um, you know, things that are beautiful, like personal hobbies that are really beautiful, um, such as art, um, I kind of noticed this with, um, you know, writing, you know, kind of just your know, uh, you know, self-expression, anything that's really graceful and beautiful like dance is really going to be heightened and really going to be focused on more um, at this point. And also with Uranus, there's a heavy form of experimentation. So, you know, not only will you appreciate the beauty, but the beauty that comes from like improvisation and just kind of letting the wild out of you um, will be key themes within this um, time frame. I think also with Uranus being, uh, trined, um, you know, uh, Venus right now, I think with, um, relationships again, there's still gonna be a heavy form of really kind of experimenting when it comes to romance. It's not gonna be just like the true traditional Capricorn method, um, that Venus is, you know, so Venus is basically placed in Capricorn. So we're not going to have the true traditional Capricorn method of being loyal and faithful. We'll, we'll have that, but we'll have a lot more of how to be loyal and faithful, but kind of like, you know, bring some fun and energy and spontaneity in there. And um, really it's that experimentation, that spontaneity that will kind of get gears running and kind of get the relationship moving. It'll kind of bring some excitement into the relationship for sure, um, knowing Uranus. It can be very a very electrifying sort of energy when it brings about certain changes. But right now, um, Mars, instead of being in that nice trine position, it is now squared both Jupiter and Uranus. Mercury is as well, as well as the sun, now, the sun, squared, Uranus, and Jupiter um, can kind of indicate, you know, a sense of overwhelming influence, like um, basically thoughts can be really lavishly big, ideas can be really lavishly big, that it's, you know, instead of being really inspiring, as we normally get with a Jupiter influence, it can be overwhelming. Um, the biggest thing that I would recommend is to kind of ground, you know, huge ideas down. I think a great example, um, and again, I talk a lot about this, but again, like uh, when I first approached, you know, wanting to help the environment, you know, reduce greenhouse gases, there's a vast amount of literature and information on that and vast amounts of things that we're supposed to be doing uh, when it comes to the environment. Now, when we um, take those vast things and extract them down, Like for me, I had to extract it down to, what can I do in the everyday to help the environment? You know, that's where when we ground it out and kind of distract it or kind of distill it down a little bit, that we kind of find some clarity in those really, really, really huge ideas. Now, those huge ideas could be um, either at work, you know, like you're encompassing a whole theory. Or it can be, you know, if you're a student, it can be, you're encompassing a lot of huge theories that can feel kind of overwhelming, or it can just feel kind of busy too. I know, um, you know, everywhere where I've, I've gone and when I've talked about work with everyone that I know, um, everybody's kind of agreed on the whole that it's just been vastly busy and it's not dying down anytime soon. You know, I, I get the feeling Um, there's that overwhelming aspect of Jupiter right there with the sun. And again, I would just say really just doing what you can, um, adhering to the 80, 20 rule, you know, for every, um, 20% that you can do, you're encompassing 80% right there already. So it's kind of that theory that you're encompassing a lot more than you realize and just trying to relax into it. The more you can relax into it, the more that you can accomplish and not feel, not burn yourself out um, so quickly when it comes to um, your work goals as well. And then of course we have that aspect with Uranus too. Um, Uranus is like suddenly bringing on a lot of busyness, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> a lot of busyness and a lot of chaos. In fact, in this last week, I actually blamed Uranus, um, squared the sun for the fact that, so, um, about two weeks ago on a Friday, my teacup out of nowhere, I set it down on my, um, my nightstand as I usually do in the mornings and I thought it was pretty stable. It rolled off my nightstand, freshly brewed tea, freshly boiled water. Landed on the outside of my thigh. Um, Let's just say I'm still healing from that burn. It was at least a second degree burn to a big area of my thigh. Not fun. But then suddenly out of nowhere, I also get sick. And suddenly out of nowhere, all these bills are coming after me. All the bill collectors, everything that needs to be due is all coming after me. And I'm going completely broke is how I kind of feel. Um, that's also kind of Uranus at play as well, too. It's like Uranus is kind of just stirring the pot, stirring the pot, stirring the pot. And the thing about it is, is that it's it's getting to be overwhelming for all of us. I've noticed that a lot of people have been really overwhelmed in regards to they're not really focused on the road as well, Um, especially in driving home. I actually witnessed an accident going home today. So a really huge one too. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of accidents. There's a lot of distraction. There's a lot of, you know, your thoughts are in a different place, a different time, mainly because there's just, it seems like there's a lot that's coming after you. And that's that igniting Uranus energy squared the sun. Unfortunately with Uranus as well, it is um, squared Mercury. So I kind of feel that everybody's thoughts right now, everything that's on people's minds just like coming out of their mouths without any sort of thought any sort of regard to it um people's heads seem to be up in the clouds with um you know i know my head my my head has been up in the clouds with jupiter and also that sense of You know, you're thinking of the bigger picture, but again, it's still kind of an overwhelming aspect. Or you might be thinking of very utopian things, but again, still um, very vague and very abstract and not really um, applicable, as I lose my voice again, not very applicable to the everyday Monday situations. As if that's not enough with Uranus and Jupiter. So Uranus and Jupiter, the last two weeks, they were kind of hogging the spotlight um, along with Venus and Mars. Now it seems like just Uranus and Jupiter are hogging the spotlight um, this month as well, too, even though there's that heavy Aquarian vibe um, going on. But, yeah, um, with Mars, it is also squared Uranus as well as Jupiter. And right now, the way that I'm seeing this big time... It looks like, especially with that Uranus aspect, accidents are really... So, and also what's what's worse is that um, Mars is also conjunct Pluto's current position. So I'm seeing a lot of accidents right now, like physical, really heavy accidents. You know, about two weeks ago when Mars was back in Capricorn... But still kind of coming, you know, still kind of coming up. I um, could see the situation. I think um, the normal route in which I go home, the street was blocked off. There was a, cat- a catastrophic accident, um, you know, something was going on to where it just backed up traffic. The roads were just backed up completely. Um, I'm also seeing, uh, like I said today, I had also witnessed somebody, you know, two people getting into an accident, one car literally flipping 180 degrees because of the impact of the accident. So um, I'm seeing some horrible stuff going on right now. The biggest thing that I would actually advocate at this time when it comes to relationships, so accidents don't benefit relationships very well. You know, um, not being able to show up to a date because you're in the hospital it doesn't really bode well for anybody. Um, being in a car where somebody's in an accident, as what had happened today, I think uh the guy who was in this accident had his date in the car who was preened, looking perfect, looking gorgeous, but it looked like they were going out on a date. Um, there's nothing more than a mood killer that you know, can kind of really emphasize that as much as an accident. So be careful is what I would say, particularly, and particularly, I, I know there was one particular brilliant astrologer who used to, um, give uh, solar return chart readings at quantum alchemy. And, uh, she had mentioned that, um, I had an aspect with Uranus and she had mentioned that any aspects with Uranus it's, uh, it's pretty evident that anything that deals with electricity, especially beware. And I would say, especially with Mars, especially Mars conjunct Pluto and now squared Uranus. If you're working with electricity, please be, please be advised. Please be grounded. Please make sure those wires are grounded because that's where a lot of also some really heavy accidents come into play, um, in there as well too. But I would just say overall, stargazers, be safe out there, Um, you know, whatever the situation is, especially in relationships. I wouldn't be surprised if Mars um, squared um, Uranus also can prompt somebody again to kind of, you know, kind of move in a very pushier way than usual or to kind of push a little farther than usual in a relationship. So I say caution advise, you know, listen to the body language of your partner. If somebody is not really up for something, don't keep pushing it. Uh, I'm kind of seeing a lot of that as well. And I think that that's the dynamic between these two planetary um aspects. I also think, too, that motives in relationships, too, can be a little dicey or can be a little too pushy. So maybe you know, whatever the goal is that you have walking into a relationship back away a little bit and make sure that, you know, you're kind of respecting your partner throughout the whole entire time. And then I think with Mars squared Jupiter, um, I think the drive can be a little bit heightened right now when it comes to Mars and, um, certain drives, not only within philanthroptropic causes can be heightened but I think within relationships the drive to be in a relationship is definitely very much heightened just make sure that you have some noble goals you know Mars is all about you know it's a survivalist planet but I, I feel like it's a lot of dealing with goals and achieving goals and achieving milestones so I'm thinking you know within relationships, you know, wanting to achieve milestones, like, you know, getting a rela- going into a relationship, um, going into a date, scoring with someone, um, these uh, certain things, I think it just really make sure that your goals still consider um, your partner still consider someone who you actually appreciate and who you actually respect. Not just scoring the number, scoring all the way, but maybe like scoring by, you know, really listening to your partner, scoring by really getting an in-depth conversation or really in-depth connection with your partner and really being there for the partner with whom you're with right now. And making that relationship last the long haul, which I think is, I think a little more how we can kind of tone down that sort of energy that's kind of going on right now. I find it interesting that Pluto not only is conjunct Mars right now, um, again, heightening accidents. So definitely be careful out there. I also seeing heightening power plays. Um, I've seen a lot of people kind of act inappropriately just to gain power for the moment. And I kind of feel like this is bleeding into a lot of relationships where it's like, I need power for the moment. I need to have the, the spotlight in me because I like the power of it all. i like feeling omnipotent over everybody. The thing about power stargazers, and I always state this whenever somebody cuts me off in traffic or whenever somebody just, you know, kind of walks in front of my car, I've had a lot of that happening. Um, power is a very fragile thing. It's not something to possess. It's a very fleeting thing. And I think maybe instead of, you know, to transform that need and that, that need and that craving for power and needing to be above everybody else and looking down on everybody else, really trying to transform that into something far more noble. Maybe, um, I think again, as Buddhists would probably mention to you, and I would also mention to you as well maybe start focusing on the present moment and maybe start focusing on everybody in that present moment. Everyone who you'll assume to have power over and maybe see if you can have some compassion for those individuals. Maybe these individuals do not need power from you. You know, it's good to maybe see that these individuals might need something more from you. And guess what? Because Pluto now is also in Aquarius. You could provide that to them and maybe not only transform your life for the better, but transform theirs. Speaking of Pluto and Aquarius, my, uh, so we had a little bit of a brush of this last year before Pluto went retrograde and I had predicted an, an interest, an increased interest in AI as well as with cloning. I'm still actually on that prediction So uh, when I mentioned AI, we've got an explosion of AI um, kind of occurring right now, but, uh, you know, AI products occurring right now. But I'm still saying, I'm still going to say that, um, you know, with with Aquarius, they're like the scientists of the Zodiac, where they may be really um, interested in the makings of the atomic bomb, but very not so considering of how many lives it, that atomic bomb can destroy really much like what Oppenheimer wrestled with in his day to day. You know, while the, the science was super fascinating to make the atomic bomb, he could not live with the devastating results of it. Um, I see a heavy um, mindset on science. I think there's going to be a predominance with cloning and kind of wrestling with the, uh, the morality of cloning you know, if it's really indeed a beneficial thing for humankind or whether it's also something that when falling into the wrong hands could be something to gain power over. I would not be surprised that in this time, this age of Aquarius with Pluto being in there in this sign, if there are people um, who are there are scientists, actually, who will actually start to look at cloning humans, you know, move from cloning sheep and cloning animals to actually cloning human beings. And I would not be surprised if there's that one scientist who figures it out and might try to use it to be omnipotent. Um, I mean, and I would not be surprised if we might have to start going from discarding our water bottles without a second thought to actually maybe like keeping the things that we've, you know, the, the cups that we drank out of or the, the napkins that we use just in case it might contain a hint of DNA that could be used in a very not so great way, um, in our, uh, foreseeable future. So, and that could just the latter part, that could just be the paranoia in me. So I wouldn't say that that's an absolute, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a heavy, heavy shift in cloning. I also wouldn't be surprised, you know, with Aquarius, um, you know, one astrologer mentioned UFOs you know, actually seeing UFOs. I personally would not be surprised if we're going to be taking more space missions. Like if we might be hearing more from Elon Musk, if maybe, yeah, he's secretly built a uh, machine or he's secretly building a, um, you know, form a spacecraft to go to Mars, and we might be hearing more of that. Or if we might be hearing more of NASA from NASA, like trying to explore distant galaxies that we weren't able to explore before, or maybe even more distant planets, like uh, maybe taking probes up into more distant planets, such as like Neptune and Pluto, and maybe tracking their orbit. As well as their gases and possible signs of life on those planets as well too, so I I think that those things are also in the works. According to Chris Brennan, um, where he actually studied the the history of Pluto being an Aquarius, his actually his episode is fascinating, and as always, he's really. I mean, he's really just very spot on with this episode. Definitely check it out. Um, it's the history of Pluto being an Aquarius. But he just mentioned that every point in you know he's gone like way back even into ancient years. But there were lots of times where there was democracy being fought over, um, you know, or our kind of governments kind of fighting for one form of government over the other. I would not be surprised if this upcoming presidential election will either um, spark that in the United States. You know, if there might be some people who might like riot against, you know, whoever is elected or they might riot against the two political candidates that result um, as the year comes up Um I would not be surprised if there's also protests, if it's very much like 2020, you know, Black Lives Matter in 2020, where it kind of woke us all up and where it kind of shook us all up a little bit, um, when it came to questioning, uh, institutionalized racism and how prevalent it is, especially after George Floyd's death, um, his unfortunate demise. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's, um, other movements you know, that come up out of the woodwork and, um, particularly how government is run. I would not be surprised if the, if our country, the United States is not the only country that kind of deals with some uprisings. I would, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there might be some uprisings around the world as well too. Um, I think the nice things with Pluto and Aquarius is that where Pluto and Capricorn, cause us to emphasize being more um, like self-promoting, you know, like as though we're um, future entrepreneurs. I kind of feel like with Aquarius, we might have a heightened sense of how to benefit more than just ourselves and how to benefit more than just humanity. You know, we might get involved in philanthropic causes or philanthropic causes might look really great, but how to maybe make an impact on the world and maybe make a, a great impact for our future generations to come, something that our future generations will either have to, you know, upstand or kind of do better um, as, we, as we pass away or something that our future generations can benefit from. And I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if all around the world um, there are creations or, you know, more um, concentrate thoughts in producing far more things um, that benefits the whole, um, the, the whole as opposed to the sum of its parts when it comes to life as is. So, yeah, definitely an interesting movement. Um, I'm kind of wondering how much of my predictions are going to come true. And I'm also wondering how many predictions of other astrologers will also come true. It's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to see. Oh yeah, I see this. Oh yeah, I see that. So it'll be a very interesting, um, and it's going to be 18 to 20 years, um, is when Pluto kind of stations. So we're in the age of Aquarius for the long haul. Um, so kind of buckle in and you know, really start, you know, kind of buckle up and really, um, kind of, you know, take it as it comes is what I would say when it comes to Pluto in Aquarius on Neptune's front. So the last two weeks we had Neptune, um, actually sextiled, uh, Mar- sorry, Mars and Venus, their close conjunction. And that really brought about more of a dreaminess to a relationship an idealism really wanting to make sure that love that flood loyal hearts and flowers, that romance was very abundant along with intimacy. So that definitely solidified that intimacy was more than just a roll in the hay, that there was a little bit more of wanting to become intimate and really wanting to become loving. Well, now it's just, um, sex type. So, um Neptune is just sextiled um Venus right now. This indicates not only increased compassion in relationships. Um I'd mentioned earlier, um artistic and creative talents are also expanding. Um really like kind of finding a dance style that's very pretty and very expressive and very flowy but then also very expressive as well too. Um are going to be very um, attractive um, art forms that are also expressive, but yet very pretty and flowy and very um, aesthetically beautiful are also going to be um, predominantly on the norm. You know, whether that's playing a musical instrument that sounds wonderful and melodious or picking a dance style that's just like meditative as well as um, expressive or just picking um, a dance style that looks pretty as well too. Um, and feels pretty to move in. Um, all these things are going to be um, have a heightened interest. Also um, increase uh, so with uh, Mars um, being in with Venus in um, Capricorn, there was an increase of central desires. But um, I think really, an increase in kind of a sensual desire, um, in a softer sense with just Venus at this point, um, an increase possibly in sensuality and exploring that, um, within relationships. Yeah. Very perfect for Valentine's day for sure. And then of course, intuition is increased. So how this looks like or what this looks like is, um, the increased compassion. So I think again, really being there for partners um, when it comes to relationships or really being there for other people and really just being very considerate, moving beyond just what is good for you and moving towards what is good, not only for you, but for also for others, I think is really becoming more of the focus as we move forward um, with our current um, chart of the moment. And then also, Um, really entrusting that intuition. So like when you're just meeting somebody for the first time, you know, or just when it comes to current relationships, you know, if you feel like you have this gut hunch that something could work, really going for it, you know, really moving towards and really moving forward with that. Um, that might be just the thing to kind of help that relationship to move forward it might be just the thing to help that relationship become harmonious and more peaceful and to show that you care um, within the relationship. It also might be, you know, like say you have a gut hunch about somebody and that they just might be the right person for you. Follow that gut hunch. Um, I think really what Neptune is kind of encouraging and Venus are kind of encouraging right now is go for that gut hunch, go for that intuition. You just never know. Um, and may lead you to a really, really good place, um, when it comes to relationships. All right, stargazers. So again, I do want to apologize for all that. Um, you know, the breaking up of my voice, the coughing, um, the pauses, um, I, like I said, I just hope that next time in which I'm in front or w- which I'm with you and speaking to you, I am one, fully 100% better. And that things just kind of stabilize and balance out um, from what they are now. I think for me, again, like I mentioned, it's a little more topsy-turvy because I have a lot of influences that are opposite my son's position and my ascendant's position, both being in Leo. So I'm just having more than enough fun, um, more than enough fun to last a century. But um, I hope that this episode was also very informative Uh, For all of you Aquarians out there, but also for everybody as well. Um, I do hope that it was also entertaining or that it was just um, very kind of, you know, just interesting for you guys. Above all, um, we have just celebrated a new moon. So um, actually the moon is starting to become that thumbnail in the sky, as my dad would say. And also the stars are starting to be illuminated again. So a great time to look up at the stars to take a look at our origins of the 12 zodiacal signs that actually, the 12 constellations that actually inspired our 12 zodiacal signs and our astrological system to this day. But it's also a good pause, you know, if um, Mars squared Uranus or Sun squared Uranus, and then also, you know, with Pluto coming into the fray, if all this is just a little bit overwhelming, you have that nice mindful moment just go, (sighs) <sighs> and just to kind of take a breath, but above all stargazers, as I'd mentioned within this cast, um, this podcast, please, please be safe, especially if you're out on the roads, please be mindful of your surroundings. Do not get into accidents. Um, please be mindful of those who seem like they will, and maybe steer clear or give them extra space. Um, and also be unlike me, be nice and well, and stay nice, well, and healthy. And between now and the next time I talk to you, Stargazers, be well. If you have any questions or comments for me, Sandra Misek, you can contact me at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra, at com. You can also reach out to me on my Instagram page, at Sandra.Misek, again, that's M-I-S-E-K, Also, for as little as $2 a month, you you can become a patron to this podcast. Please visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details.